Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Episode one, what is the Shepherd's Crook and who am I? Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity to consider pastoral ministry. Help me clearly explain what the shepherd's crook is. Father, I pray this would be helpful for whoever listens to this. And wherever this pastor, even if it's a non-pastor listening to this, wherever they are, I ask that you would meet with them. And some something that's said would be helpful and honoring of you. And uh, God, I pray that you would help me to remind each listener of the gospel of Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. What is the shepherd's crook? Well, in this first episode, I just want to take some time to explain what this podcast is and then what the website, theshepherdscrook.co is. Uh, the Shepherd's Crook is a new ministry that exists to provide care, counsel, and resources to pastors. And um, as Sade stated in the intro of this first podcast, my name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor who's coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. That's the goal with this podcast. I'm a pastor at Christ Church Carbondale in Carbondale, Illinois. And uh, one of the two pastors, I've got a co-pastor that works with me. Uh, we are a church plant that's a part of NAM, North American Mission Board, with the Southern Baptist Convention. We're also part of the Sojourn Network. And that's a great joy to be a part of those two networks. And it's a great joy to work alongside Andy, my co-pastor. And um, and so that's that's a little bit about where I'm at currently in ministry. But the idea with this is uh, it really comes out of 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8, where wise old Pastor Paul talking to younger Pastor Timothy, says something so simple. He says to Timothy, remember Jesus Christ. Pastor Paul to Pastor Timothy, remember Jesus. And you know, the first thought that rises up in my mind is what? Did he forget? Did he forget Jesus? Uh, But Paul wanted Timothy to remember Jesus. And that's kind of the idea with this, the shepherd's crook and even the the term of Jesus kind of pulling us into himself and me coming alongside of you and just kind of calling us back together to Jesus and just remember the simple truth of the gospel of Jesus and then letting that inform pastoral ministry. So what does the shepherd's crook provide? Uh, We provide primarily three things, confidential care, counseling, and resources. So uh, a few years ago, I was working at a traditional church and I had a dream. Kid you not, I'd been watching these like one punch knockout videos on YouTube. I don't really recommend that in the heat of uh, battle with deacons, but I had a, <laughs> I had a dream about a one punch knockout. And the scenario was the deacons out in the parking lot and I walked out there and I knocked them out. Um, here, here's the truth of so many of your ministry situations. You may not be dreaming about knocking out a pastor or a deacon in your church or an elder in your church, but I know that you probably are having some difficult situations and uh, that might be even you who are having those sort of thoughts and you just hear about me, you know, wanting to knock out a deacon and immediately one of the names of your deacon board rises to the surface. And you think, boy, I'd really like to knock that guy out. Um, but instead of doing that, uh, or if you're dealing with anger, grief, burnout, marriage problems, if you have a tough meeting that's coming up or simply anything at all that you need to unload on somebody, I can be that guy. Um, I would love to listen with you uh, and pray for you. I'm not a licensed counselor, but I have worked as a biblical counselor at a counseling center before. 
Um, and I love pastors. I've been meeting with pastors, praying with them and counseling pastors for years. I've got a meeting at lunchtime with a pastor today. And so I want to be able to be the guy that you can get confidential care. Um, and so uh, I would encourage you to call me if that's you. If you need just somebody to vent, blow up on me. Don't blow up on the deacon. And I would love to just pray with you. If you need regular care for mental health, I'm not that guy. Um, go see a, a local trusted counselor, another pastor. I'd be able to encourage you and nudge you in that right direction if we meet and have a session. And I can tell that you need some more. Uh, if you need some, you know, clinical care, then I would recommend recommend that for you. Uh, being in a counseling world for a while, I can kind of know the boundaries of of what I feel comfortable with, and and uh, and then what needs to be, you know. Um, some real professional care. Um, what we can do for confidential care is set up uh, one hour sessions or repeating sessions as needed. And uh, here's the deal. The cost in this is, is simple. Pay what you can pay what you can. So confidential care counseling, two questions that I want to help you to, to answer who is a pastor and what does a pastor do? So the first one deals with identity. The second, second one deals with the work. What is a pastor? When I was young in ministry, I had no idea what I was supposed to be doing. I had no idea who I was. I had questions about identity and about the work. And God has allowed me to have um, broad ministry experience, broad pastoral ministry experience in different church settings. And it really, looking back now, it's been training ground for me. And I want to help you answer these, these identity and these work questions about pastoral ministry. And uh, really, I'm not going to offer a whole lot of experience. Um, I'm still a younger man. Although I do have these experiences, really what these things have done is driven me to the word. God has really driven me to the word to get some answers about identity and about the work of pastoral ministry. And I really, more than I want answers from the business world or more than I want practical solutions to ministry problems, I want answers and I want you to know answers from the scriptures. What do the scriptures prescribe a pastor to be and do? Who is a pastor and what does a pastor do? And then resources. Uh, I've written several articles on pastoral ministry that have been published from forthechurch.com or .co, uh, Am I Called, and the Sojourn Network. And I would love to, I'm going to share these podcast or these articles on, on the site. So the resources break down with number one, articles, number two, a bookshelf. I have seven modern books that I recommend to pastors about pastoral ministry. And they give uh, really the best that I can tell, the most biblical direction on pastoral ministry today. There's a lot of ministry hoopla right now. If you've been uh, in the church planting world or even in the pastoral ministry world or gone to leadership conferences and trainings, um, there's a lot of just busyness. I mean, you've got to be on the city council. You've got to meet p- people of power. You've got to do all these things, and it can be quite overwhelming. And so really, I want to give you just the best of the best of biblical material on pastoral ministry or uh, pastoral material on on biblical shepherding that's out there. And uh, there are four guys that really have been the most helpful for me. Uh, and you'll see them recommended on the site. Um, and that's Mark Dever, Jared Wilson, Zach Eswine, and Eugene Peterson. In the uh, the noise that is um, big ministry, the guy, these guys call us to the scriptures and really challenge us to be biblical shepherds. And so I'm going to uh, kind of continue to be a curator of good books for you. And I want to do less books rather than more books. On the side, I also have two older books and I'm going to be adding to that, but I'm not going to overwhelm you with a bookshelf that's just, you know, going to take you 20 years to, to read through these books. But these are good books on pastoral ministry that I want to encourage you with, encourage you to read. And then the third is this thing you're listening to right now is a podcast. 
Uh, I'm doing a podcast in my study at home. Uh, I don't have a professional studio or anything like that, but I do want to share with you some insights from the scriptures that really have uh, been helpful for me, just getting those answers that I talked about before. I have 37 podcasts lined up. Uh, The idea is to release the first four here really soon together and then to release one podcast every other Monday. Um, And these podcasts I'm going to shoot for uh, being 10 minutes, 10 minute podcast. This first one may be a little bit longer, um, but I'm I'm shooting for a 10 minute podcast. And so that's kind of the deal. That's what coming down the pipeline for resources. So my articles, a bookshelf of recommended books on pastoral ministry, and then third, a podcast. Let me tell you a little bit about myself and, and just kind of my history and my story uh, that will kind of, if, if you don't know me, um, help you kind of know who I am. And I would love to get to know you as well. I've got a lot to learn from you. But uh, to know me, uh, I, I was born in Southern Illinois, born and raised here. I love Southern Illinois. Uh, I grew up in a Christian home and God saved me when I was young. I was five years old when I became a Christian. Um, it can be debated, debated. You may want to debate that, but that's when I believe that, that God saved me. My church experience growing up was a really good experience. We were members of a, a non-denominational church, and my dad called it a, a Baptocostal church. My mom was the children's church director, so uh, I was really in a good environment and had positive peer pressure to pursue Jesus, and and uh, and it was just a good, good environment for, for me. Um, I went to Pentecostal College in Tennessee, Lee University, and my degree was in youth ministry. But in the summer times, I worked with Baptists. And so it was interesting. Pentecostals are nervous around Baptists. Baptists are ner- nervous around Pentecostals. Both barely think the other is saved, but it ended up being a great experience for me. It was really, really good. And then 2004 happened. Uh, this is when God changed my life. The grace of God really just overwhelmed me. Uh, 2004 was the year that my camp counselor that year, my camp director, staff director for Student Life Camp, went through with the staff the book of Galatians, and it really changed my life. Um, Phrases like, the grace of God doesn't simply save you, but it sustains you and it keeps you, really just turned my life upside down in the best sort of way. Um, Grace became the theme of my life. The gospel of Jesus Christ crucified became my theme. And really, by God's grace, that will be my theme to the day I die. It shapes everything that I do and want to do, the finished work of Christ, and impacts how I, uh, how I live as a, a believer, how I live as a family man at home, with, as a husband and as a father. It impacts friendships. It impacts how I pastor our church and, um, and really impacts everything about the shepherd's crook. 2004, fire came down. And my life was really changed. 2008, I moved back to Southern Illinois and uh, planted the Journey Church. It was no connection to the Journey Church in St. Louis. Um, it was, uh, we're only two and a half hours away, but at that time I didn't know about the Journey. Um, and we titled our church name and we gave our church name the Journey. And I was the lead pastor there of that church plant. Uh, I was single, 24, had no idea what I was doing. Um, and uh, But it was wonderful. God did a real work. I'll tell more about that in a coming coming podcast. I met my wife, Jordan, there, and after a few years there, we merged with a mega church that was in the area. It was a tractional church, big church, and I became a campus pastor for them. And then the next ministry spot that I I went into was at a traditional church, uh, older congregation, and I was the associate pastor there that was brought in to be the transition pastor into the next stage of uh, the church's life. And we loved it there until we didn't. Um, 
we got kicked in the teeth. And I'll, again, I'll tell more about that. But God was faithful, really preserved us, and we were released in good standing to be able to plant our church we're a part of today, Christ Church of Carbondale. It's been a great joy. Along the way, a uh, counseling center approached me and asked me to be a counselor there. And I was a biblical counselor there at uh, Counseling Center in Marion, a town over from where we live, and had a really good experience being able to to counsel marriages, young men, uh, um, men, adolescent boys. And it was just great for me. It really has been shaping in our uh, work at our church and me as a pastor. And uh, really my heart in doing this and being able to come alongside and, and care for and counsel pastors. Um, God has fathered me through all of this. He's been so kind and he has shaped me and he has driven me to his word. He's overwhelmed me with his grace. He has sustained our family. Along the way, we had two boys, Ransom, and we just had Valor um, uh, six months ago. And our boys are just amazing. We love our sons. I love my wife. We've been married for eight years and it's just been a, been a great joy to be in ministry together. And uh, really just as our family life, it's just, it's just so much fun. Uh, I also believe in this, that God is leading me to start this uh, ministry, The Shepherd's Crook. Uh, pastors, I love you, and I want you to be cared for. I want you to get the help that you need, and I want to get you some answers. In in the busyness, like I said, in the businesses, the church planting world, in the businesses, the pastoral world, and all the things that you've got to do and all the leadership principles you got to learn, I want to give you a fresh drink of water of the grace of God, and I want to give you some help in answering the questions, who are you? And what are you supposed to be doing? Thank you so much for listening to this. Episode two is going to be released at the same time. Um, and uh, just thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ. The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android.